Welcome to episode 102 of Nobody Special. On this episode, we talk about the gift of singleness and stirring our affections towards God. The Gospel Outpost presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and love expert of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too seriously. I almost said my name again for some reason. Uh, he's I'm still Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, this is our annual awkward episode where we decide that we are qualified to talk about Valentine's Day. Which we're not. But we aren't going to talk about the history of it. You just have to go hey. back and find that one. Yeah, that it's was a good cool. episode. It was. You should watch it. Hope's probably better than this one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm actually excited about this. This is that time of uh, year. Everyone is buying overly expensive chocolate. And I got to tell you, the thing I'm most excited for is February 15th because I'm going to that CB- <laughs> I'm going to that CVS and getting all that Halloween candy no one got. Dude. Publix had chocolate, mm-hmm. little chocolates in like a heart-shaped container on sale. Mm-hmm. It was like, I almost picked them up for where, myself. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't see them, Caleb. But, you know, I was like, uh, that's kind of weird. So, yeah, maybe I should not To have partake. them on sale before? And just eat them by myself. <laughs> I've done that. That's weird. Chocolate's <laughs> chocolate. It, it uh, turns true, out and you can't get those anywhere else. That's what's annoying. Chocolate tastes the same if you're single. Actually, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of ways to confirm that, so maybe it doesn't. Yeah. I'm not sure. Same. Um, so, all right, before we jump into Valentine's Day, this isn't in our notes, and I, I realized I wanted to talk about it literally as you were starting to hit record. Caleb. Mm-hmm. There have been some developments in movies that I I thought were a joke. And then they happened, and I was like, what's happening now? They're not rebooting, mm-hmm. but continuing the story. That or f- First oh. of all, there's another, <laughs> there's another Fast and the Furious, and it's ridiculous, and I don't want to talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that trailer, yeah. and I was just laughing so hard. Like, what is happening? This is a... Oh, this is an anime. It's like, it's my long lost brother. Go back and watch the doing? first trailer and then watch this one. <laughs> it's, they don't exist in the same yeah, universe. There yeah. has to be something yeah. happened. But the movie I was actually interested in talking about, I just thought of Fast and the Furious, and every time I think about it, I get a little bit frustrated. I think I know um, what you're going to say. Spiral? What? Do you know about Spiral? No. They're I thought you were talking about Aladdin. That's hilarious. Are they making another Aladdin? Yes, another live a action. A live action. Aladdin. I haven't seen Aladdin 2, the cartoon. Have I? No, I have. It was Is that bad. a thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's like oh, three and four. I didn't know that. Some of them were like straight to VHS features, but no, Spiral is a continuation of the Saw movies. You know, the cinematic masterpieces of Saw, mm. which are just, I mean, I've seen most of them. I'll admit to that. I've seen most of them. Right. At some point, they dropped the plot and just, you know, the whole thing became about... How can I make this gross? And how can I go twist at some point? And then, I mean, the poor guy who played the main bad guy, I think his name is Jeffrey Saw, mm-hmm. um, he died in movie four, but they they kept they kept bringing him in the movie. It's like, oh, but John did another thing. He did this. No, but before that, he did this. And it, it's like, what is happening? So I thought the mm-hmm. last movie... And they tidied it up as best as they could. And now they're making another one called Spiral. And this is where I'm really confused. Because it's being produced by Chris Rock and starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Hmm. I've never seen a Saw movie. But I want to see that one. (laughs) Right? What is happening? (laughs) At first I thought Chris Rock was going to be playing the bad guy. And I was going to be like, do you want? play a game you know or something but it's samuel l jackson and then i thought of how samuel l jackson if how he would say that and what particular phrases he would use to say that and he does it's in the trailer and it's It's like it's gonna be more like glass you know 
I don't know. This is so weird because it it appears as if they're trying to make it a good movie now, mm-hmm. and not the glorified B movies that the other uh, the other Saw movies had been. Yeah, where they're oddly trying to bring Carrie Elwes's career back, and it just doesn't work for some reason. So he does Saw Seven. I've never seen a Saw movie. They're not great. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it that way. They're not. They're not. I great probably movies. won't even see this new one. To be honest. The morals but. aside, and I think the morals of them are pretty, pretty bad. Um, they're just bad movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, he locked people in a house and everything, and oh, but he did this beforehand. Oh, but he did this. The whole f- franchise is a walking retcon of storytelling. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, but but what really happened was this. I'm like, that's just lazy storytelling. So anyway, yeah. I saw Spiral, and I just. It really messed me up for like two weeks, and I needed to process it before I brought it up on this podcast. You really care about this. I it just it was really confusing because it might actually be good now, and I I'm not emotionally yeah. prepared for a good Saw movie. I mean, that's it's called you Spiral. Make, though, you gotta make movies good know. now, <laughs> or else people won't go and see them. Do you? There's been plenty of bad ones. Well, uh, no, I know, a Birds but... of Prey, Harley Quinn, Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is currently bombing at the box office. It's called Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Oh, did they rename it again? Yes. <laughs> Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, in the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> Gosh. That would be hilarious. It's the only movie poster that's actually widescreen. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie, going. I went and saw it. Oh, is it good? It was really good. Yeah. People are pooping on it, but it's I mean, like, like I've it heard wasn't it's the good. best. No. It wasn't my favorite DC film, although I think it has it. It could <laughs> be for of other people. Do you want? <laughs> whoa, whoa, Shazam! I'm protecting that baby. No, and no, that if one you is touch great. It, I will defend myself. That is a great movie. There are plenty of DC bad. Uh, uh, to say it's not the worst DC movie is like, well, yeah, that's a, that's a, a low hurdle to jump over. Shazam's probably still the top. You, Aquaman. And then Harley Quinn. But I do think that, I don't know, Harley Quinn might be better. I just, you know. And then Shazam? It was really good. It was really, really well done. Like, it deserves to be in the 90% of Rotten Tomatoes. But Um, it's not. There were some pacing issues that kind of, like, threw me out of it a bit. Yeah. But, like, other than that, like, everything, it's kind of like a Deadpool-style genre, Mm -hmm. which makes sense for Harley Quinn. Right, right. but it was fun. It right. was a lot of fun. Like I, I'm and the action was like really good. I'm actually crazy interested in seeing it, but apparently that's just us because it's not making a lot of money in the movie theaters. That's that's the thing. Like, it's like, you know, the name. Which you, name? What the first time before. they named it? The second time they named it? The third time they no, named it? No, they only it? renamed it once. Uh, the Hail Mary that they did right before it came out. Like, oh, it's called Birds of Prey now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what. Like, you know, it was called Birds Prey and the Fantabulous mm-hmm. Emancipation of Harley, One Harley Quinn or mm-hmm. something like that, which is like... Right. It's about Harley Quinn. Right. And the Birds of Prey, right? Right. Like, so... Right. Why Why would you do, like, Harley Quinn as a subsection mm-hmm. and not Birds of Prey? So, right. like, I don't know who pitched that in the first place. So, it was just dumb. I no. want to know who pitched in the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Exactly. All is, of it was dumb. Is, is someone getting their PhD? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Did this start off as an expose of the undertones and undercurrents of DC's work in right. cinema? Because why else would you come up with that as a name? But it was really good. I think people fun. thought about going, but by the time they finished saying the title, the showtime had passed. Yeah. I stand by that joke. <laughs> but well, yeah. that's gonna do it for this episode, everyone. <laughs> We're gonna. End it is rated R. Yeah. So you know. But that. Beware. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I. I don't know. I'm. I'm excited to see it. I'll go see it at some point. Uh, I need to find someone to see it with because I don't know who you take to that movie if you've already seen. It. Do you want to see it again? I might go see it again. It once is. It, we still have to see Sonic. So just. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we gotta go fast. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm moving. not even. There's no segue. 
the gift of singleness. <laughs> there's a there's a great segue there because I don't get to make Sonic the Hedgehog jokes and have a girlfriend. I get to do one or the other, and that's it. Speaking of that, we're gonna talk about the gift of singleness today. Wow. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So I'm the Segway King. I just be no. rolling up through these things. You're not a Segway King. <laughs> You're just bridging random crap together. <laughs> um, Isn't that what segues are? <laughs> kind of. Uh, so, the gift of singleness. This is kind of fun. I mean, it is a gift. So that's kind of what we're oh, talking we're about here. we're really just jumping in. Yeah, no, we're, we're jumping just, in. We're just going at singleness. Okay. But, you know, we're also talking about that, you know, the gift of being married. Mm-hmm. And the problem I have nowadays mm-hmm. is it feels like in the church especially that like you know everybody has to be married like you know and and if you're not you're weird and or in a relationship you know like that whole thing in in even in secular culture that's kind of it's not right. always a thing but like you know right. i feel like honestly secular culture is kind of more forgiving in that sense um yeah, no, I, I would right? agree with that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it I, seems kind of odd. I mean, there's this almost this expectation that as a Christian, you grow up in a youth group, you start dating a girl in high school, you go to Bible college together, you get engaged three hours into Bible college, and then you're <laughs> married by the end of the first semester because that's how God ordained things to happen. And, and when you that have doesn't three happen, children, yes, by the time you graduate, three because. Because and, and they always tie these together, and it's really strange. Three, because Christianity is dying, and one of the ways that we can grow the faith is by having enough children. And I've heard that multiple times. And really? It is, it is the – I mean, the – That's weird. The numbers are true. Non-Christians tend to have more children than Christians at this point. But as an argument for that, that's – like yeah get married have children for the lord so we don't so global christianity doesn't lose the battle and i'm like that's the worst yeah that's the worst argument i've ever heard that sounds icky kelly (laughs) Um, and a terrible evangelism technique like hey yeah want to save christendom like (laughs) but you know the main thing here is that you know there's a lot of there's a lot Mm -hmm. of single people out there and I don't think it's like this at every church. Don't get me wrong. No. Um, you know. No. It's, but it even if it's not said, it's kind of like this underwoven thing yeah. where it's just like in inside you that like you you right. need to have a partner in life. Right. Um, and I think, and if you don't, you know, th- there's just there's like, something wrong with you. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know. I've gone through a bit more stages of this than uh, you have just oh, being older. Sure. Yeah. So this is to me, I hear that and think, "Oh, early 20s, what a time." Like, what a time that people actually said like, "So, when are you going to date and get married?" Because uh, now at 35, it's, "When are you going to date and get married?" Yeah. You know, like the tone is different. Yeah. Um and and then you got to get to that stage that all of the friends are starting to date and cuffing season is an actual thing um where where you have to be getting tied to someone at this point and you know um in, in college that tends to be an actual thing people are like i'm gonna be dating by october to have a good valentine's day or something and that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard and then mid-20s all your friends start getting uh, married and then they start having kids and uh kind of 28 around that and then i just stand back and laugh a little bit because like i'm doing all right like mm-hmm. so but yeah are so is there a pressure that you're kind of feeling to I, start thinking in in who am i going to settle down with terms i mean because you're only 19 you're still in your first semester yeah, yeah of Bible exactly <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> which is overdue um no. <laughs> i haven't sensed like mm-hmm. a pressure of mm-hmm. settling down okay i mean like i think I think people kind of have an expectation for you to have been on a date by this time. Right. Which, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to go on a date with someone by this time. I just, like, I mm-hmm. I feel like I have things I have to, like, 
settle out first in my life for some reason, which probably yeah. isn't true. But, you know, I I feel like Gosh, that's this, what it is. This whole podcast could quickly become the pot calling the kettle black. Because, <laughs> like, I can say a thing to you, and then later tonight I need you to, like, roll the tape back and just play it back to me, mm-hmm. and but pretend you're saying it, and we'll probably be in, like, the same thing. It's like, I have to figure stuff out. I almost said, no, I don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just got to figure some stuff out first. No, man. It, you know. And I know it's not true. I mean, it, it kind of is, but mm-hmm. like, it's not really extent, true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's important to focus on, you know, goals in your life and like whether it's your relationship with Jesus. And, right. Sure. But like, the old, it's never going to be where you want it. And no. that's kind of like what I'm realizing. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know, like, I don't have anyone on my radar currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been kind of, like, open to it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I feel like more so in my my age, it's more the right. pressure to date right. than to actually, you know, get tied down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, once you start getting up there, like you said, it's like people will start expecting just the the whole the whole package, mm-hmm. the whole deal. You know? Yeah. Um, but I haven't quite felt that yet, no. Yeah. It, it, to me, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit older and I'm single and I'm fine with that. That came out as a question. I don't mean that as a question. I'm <laughs> fine about that. Um, God, why is it still sounding like a question? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, fine with that? <laughs> I'm fine. These are mulatto cookies and I'm okay. No, um, I... I I do think, you know, as far as it kind of gets over-spiritualized as the gift of singleness, and that's because that is kind of a biblical term, um, and it is a gift. Exactly. But it's also, that term can also just be thrown out, I think, too much. It's like, I have the gift of singleness for this time. And to me, and I know this is a thing that you're also going to talk about, but people have the gift of being single until they aren't. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm either going to get married or die and be with Jesus. Now, that sounds very dark, but, you know, if if being, if being if it is a gift and the two options are I get a different gift or I be with Jesus, then frankly, mm-hmm. I can't really go super wrong there. Yeah, um, right. I mean, the... You know, there are pros to to being single that I think people tend to, especially in in the church, they tend to try and claim that a person is incomplete until they're married, right? Uh, and that is just scripturally untrue. And, and mm-hmm. I've said this for a few different things. Any criteria of perfection that excludes a Jesus and to a lesser extent Paul, you got to relook at your criteria. Um, and I've said that on, on a few other things, also on uh, uh, oh, oh, the hiring criteria of certain jobs that they'd have to fire Jesus. Yeah. It's like, you should never talk to a prostitute ever. Sorry, Jesus, you can't work at church. I mean, I kind of view it as, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a job. Mm-hmm. You're in this job, but, like, right. you need to... You know, grow and mm-hmm. you know learn things, right? And do it well, right? In the time that you were there, mm-hmm. and that you're not going to be there your whole life. I mean, that's just kind of like how jobs are. Some job, I mean, it depends. You know, you, you might, or you might be. I mean, that's kind of exactly. the thing. That's the They're mentality like, is people tend to go. There's being single, and then a step above that is being married, and it's not. It's just two different paths. And I think a good way to find that out is, like, I mean, I I feel like the job kind of, not scenario, what is it called? Metaphor. A, metaphor. Thank you. Or simile. I don't remember which is which. <laughs> um, the job metaphor is kind of super good because, mm-hmm. like, you might be looking for other right. jobs during the time you're there, but you're still going to work hard. Right. Um, in order to that you make money. I mean, that's right. just kind of how jobs work. Right. And if you don't do a good job, then... You're not going to be making money there, at least. Uh, 
I mean, that's... What are we talking about? That's not... Hold on, what are we... That's not connected to this. Sorry, I'm getting off track. (laughs) I'm just talking about jobs. We're talking about Um, jobs. Happy job in time, Getting on track. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, you might... If you are single and Mm -hmm. you're finding that it is more beneficial Mm -hmm. for you in your walk with Jesus Mm -hmm. and, and just, like, the areas of your life and productivity for the kingdom and then yeah. and you're fine and you're like content yeah. and that's what god has you know woven into you mm-hmm. then just write it out i mean like i think that's a good yeah and i think it's kind of once again the same thing like a job where people stay there their whole lives like right if i love what i'm doing right and it's working well for me like right why would i leave but um, i think that you brought up a good uh a point about the 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 spiritual Yearning, Ugh, that word's a bummer, uh, but we're not at cutting that out. So there we go. Now in a uh, in First Corinthians, no, that word grosses me out. I don't know why. I have a yearning. Shut up. Yearning. I don't know. That's such a yearning. normal word. It's not though. Right. I don't like it. But um, it tells us in First Corinthians chapter seven, eight through a nine. Paul tells us that to the unmarried and the w- widows, I say that it is good for them to stay single, as I am. It's going to pause for effect there. Uh, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry because it's better to uh, marry than burn with passion. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I got this a ton as a, a youth pastor who wasn't married and didn't have a younger children, which seemed to be most of my youth pastor friends, um, that I had a few teens actually say, oh, I don't know how Danny's made it that long. Like, you just wake up. You're just horny. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not 16 is what is happening. I mean, that's that's the, if I'm trying to follow God, Mm -hmm. then those are the decisions that you make. And if if a girl at a point decides to join that crazy journey of the path God's taking me down, then, you know, God bless them, pray for them, and everything else. But um, I didn't, (laughs) I think people, they... They'd been under the assumption that I, like, cry myself to sleep every night because I'm single, and I didn't. I mean, not for that reason. <laughs> wow. Different reasons altogether. <laughs> That's a dark joke that I love telling every time. Oh, but I'm really sorry. No, I mean, it was, uh, if I had gotten uh, married in my mid-20s, that would have been, for me personally, this is not everyone, just for me personally, based on everything I've talked about that I've been through and even stuff I haven't talked about that I've been through during that time, that would, I would have been a terrible journey to take another person down. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I w- wasn't able to see that beforehand, God had been protecting both me and whoever else um, on on joining that journey. And it, it did give a flexibility to do things in a, a ministry and kingdom kind of a mindset that I couldn't have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to kind of factor it in a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I see the pros in my life, personally. Mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of grow and, mm-hmm. you know, observe myself and how I'm reacting to life currently. Right. And, you know, grow in my relationship with God mm-hmm. through that. Learning, I mean, kind of just adapting to life i mean like when you're a kid and you're still in your parents household i feel like it's different mm-hmm. like once you're let loose i i i'm grateful that i am single during this time yeah and i feel like you know there's opportunities that are beneficial to other people too like when you're single it's a lot easier to travel the world world mm-hmm. and tell people that jesus you know it's yeah. just true uh it's less of a Right. Logistical nightmare right. when you have a wife and children. Um, right. And, I mean, it's not to say that you can't do that when you're married, but it is definitely easier. Um, right. And, and I think, that, you it, know, that's it, one scenario, but, like... It adds an amount of complexity to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched a few couples that one person in that couple, they felt as if God had been calling them to a thing, and the spouse... Uh, didn't feel that and instead of spending time in prayer going through that as a couple 
the the uh, the first spouse tried to just carry on and do that and it actually has killed multiple marriages um because of that inability to come together as as a husband and a wife and that mm-hmm. to me isn't a problem i mean to either of us if god if if a dove comes down out of heaven and it has a note attached move to malaysia um and it's from God, and yeah. it's, I, at that point, I feel like it'd be pretty clear. Uh, then we're gonna move to Malaysia like next week, right? Yeah, because why not? Yeah, you know, I'm not caring the 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 uh, the need to care about a spouse in that kind of a manner to take that kind. I can just pick up and go and and do things that need to be done. Yeah, I mean, you look at just like providing. Mm-hmm. For yourself, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just everything is a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, once again, like you, you grow and you adapt once you're married and stuff. Right, but like, right. I feel like there's a lot more flexibility. Yeah, um, and it's just true when you're yeah. single. Uh, you know, I think God can just maneuver you around a bit more, yeah. and. And that's cool, you yeah. know, and that's that is a benefit yeah. to being single, and that's what I've kind of noticed myself is like you know there's areas where God's called me mm-hmm. to do like specific things, mm-hmm. and you know I have time during my nights to go and work and do on this thing mm-hmm. um when I just wouldn't if I you know was like I'm already busy, and I don't know how I'd add anything more to right. that right right <laughs> but and- like. I think, um, I mean, to be fair, and I'm going to quasi-call myself out on this, or not, you know, we'll see. I'm not halfway through the sentence yet. Um, I I think people who tend to be in our boat can also take that as an excuse to to not pursue things. And I know I haven't been the best at that, um, personally. <laughs> That's not an apology, it just is what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, to say, it's like, whoa, no, I'm just trying to be flexible for God. All right. I think the other thing to put it in checks and balances of that is, well, are you actually doing anything mm-hmm. for God? Right. Um, I, 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 I like to self-justify and say I have plenty of things going on, um, but, you know, who knows. Um, but it's important to n- not just cower behind that and that God could be calling a person to step out of that. I hate to call it a season because, again, I hate that phrase too, um, kind of. It kind of a time of being unmarried to start dating um, because being married, I'm not trying to you know, poop on it too hard because it, it it's a blessing also. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to talk about the yeah. flip side. But I mean like, yeah it's, yeah. it's a blessing. Like they both have pros and they both have cons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true like being single, um, you know, cons can be just feeling lonely. You know, mm-hmm. like that is a thing that does occur. Um, and, yeah, you know, there's other stuff that I haven't thought about. Like, but there's right. there's aspects that are cons. And, you know, like Paul said, you know, like if you can't control yourself, like mm-hmm. it might be a good idea to, right. to find, get married. To find yeah. someone. Um, but being could, married. Yeah, it could be an indication. And I think... Um, you know, I, it's, it was actually J.D. Greer. He did a whole kind of a sermon on the gift of singleness, um, and, and joked that it's the gift that every single person wants to return. Um, and I don't like disagree with that, but, but brought up a couple good points on the, 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 the problem of feeling all, all alone is actually a things that people who are not dating go through but also it's this idea that i can that oh that the only path to fix that is through dating and that's just not true Mm -hmm. if i'm part of a church then i i need to be a part of a church fam of 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 a group you just say the word fam church family i don't family don't take away my really good sorry continue (laughs) um i it's it's okay to to have a married couple ask a single person over to just come be a part of their family, mm-hmm. um, to be included in that kind of a manner, that's okay to do. 
And I'd say, to be honest, single people kind of in the back of their heads want that and want it to not just be a courtesy mm-hmm. of, oh, I know you're single. Do you want to come over for dinner and not be alone one night? I mean, you, you know, say it different. <laughs> have it be an actual, hey, come join our family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, JD talked about they had a person over on Christmas Eve who spent the night there and opened presents all together mm-hmm. because they're single and they didn't have people in town, any of that. And uh, JD's told him like, come on over, do Christmas with our family. Mm-hmm. And that is... And if JD Greer says, come over and have Christmas with us, you go yes, have Christmas absolutely. With <laughs> like, I would... You go have Christmas I will buy him whatever Nicolas Cage movie he wants. He's got a Nicolas Cage thing. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But, you know, there's, you know, yeah, there's cons. And, mm-hmm. like, pros of being married, straight up, sex. <laughs> like, that is... Where's the bleep button when you need it? <laughs> I know, right? 36, 20, bleeping it. All right, got it. Um, And that's kind of what Paul's <laughs> saying there. Like, yeah. if you can't control yourself, right. get married and not control yourself. Do it in a biblical way. In, in, <laughs> yeah, a, biblical in a biblical way that way, is pleasing yes. to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. In a proper and holy way, sanctified um, by God. And, like, another thing is, you know, kids. Like, that is a huge blessing to mm-hmm. be able to carry on, you know, and make disciples, mm-hmm. your own little demon disciples. Um, <laughs> yes. Raise your own demons. That's what the Christian podcast is saying. No, they just are demons. <laughs> no, I didn't see. I don't know. I no, get no. why. I get yes, why you're the kids' say master. That. That's what. No, I'm joking. Just, but they are a little Hugo. Hugo, my uh, my nephew, he's great, but he's also a little yeah, demon. <laughs> I I get that. I just you know coming from the kids' ministry and you know these aren't my genetic kids, but. Right, dear goodness, the first person who tries to harm them in front of me is just gonna get wrecked. Like, <laughs> like Good. I, I never thought it. It was creepy how not creepy. It, it was bad choice of words. <laughs> it was it was astounding how quick that the compassion I had towards these children grew. It was just like, right, gosh, if someone came in and threatened to hurt any of them, I am gonna have to lose my job because of what I would do to this man. Right. Um. It just that kind of it, it it actually it was very encouraging to feel as if I was part of the the church to n- know that all right I'm I'm not their parent but I'm playing a part in this and mm-hmm. they're all okay with that yeah that was a huge part of going like I'm a part of a family or a group of people coming together I'm a part of that and I'm. Mm-hmm. It, it it was very very helpful to me to be honest. Yeah, I mean children are mm-hmm. obviously a blessing. I mean some married people don't have that blessing, and yeah. that's where I believe God's called us to adopt. Mm-hmm. And I mean even if you mm-hmm. can have children, adopt. You know, I, it's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Which I think we should. I don't know if we have talked about it on the podcast, but adoption. I would love to. We were going to. I'll write it down. Um, but adoption is a another huge thing. Like mm-hmm. God has just provided many ways for us to grow our own families and to make disciples. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a verse in it's, uh, Psalm 127, verse 3 through 5. Uh, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. And that's basically, I mean, yeah. Children are, you know, an awesome way to carry on the legacy of God. Yeah. And and your own legacy, which is, you know, hopefully Jesus. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, You know, not to downplay, because, you know, I now talk to a fair amount of parents children are a blessing even when they're horrible mm-hmm. um because it's 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 a it's an opportunity to care about a person to extend the grace of god to somebody that understands so little 
mm-hmm. about a lot of things, but speaks confidently about them no matter what. Or that screams at you, even though you're just trying to help them. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as changing a child's diaper. Why mm-hmm. are you crying? I'm literally helping you. You poop yourself. Like, and, and, and there is that instinct to, like, trash talk an infant who's yeah. screaming at you for helping them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's an opportunity to be the hand of God to a smaller person mm-hmm. and to care about them. It, it is a blessing even during the days it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it is mm-hmm. crazy to be able to raise up, like, a human being. Yeah. It just feels like yeah. like honoring that God's even give us, right. given us that opportunity. Right. Um, like it's, it's Mm kind of crazy. Babies are crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think, you know, the more you have, the better. That's what that verse is saying basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, my, my granddaddy, which is my mom's, uh, dad, like that's the verse that he always brings. Cause Mm -hmm. like, it is crazy. I mean, even, you know, my, my dad's mom too, Mm -hmm. my granny, you know, they both talk about that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, you've, with the children that God has blessed them with, you know, they've had children and it's just grown into this huge right. family. And it's right. just crazy to see right? Um, that like God has allowed us to continue on, you know, mm-hmm. this life and carry his name through the generations. And yeah, it's super cool. So that is definitely a pro of being married. You yeah. Know? And I mean, but I, I mean, can I, can, not counterpoint because that's not the right word um to people that aren't married there's this idea that's pretty woven into a fair amount of christianity that there are just aspects that you can't take part of because you aren't married and some of those are true some of those are definitely true yeah um and biblically clear i mean like really clear on that one but um as as far as as uh, that kind of thing i'm uh, i brought up being able to to adopt there are plenty of kids that they need to be adopted mm-hmm. and 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 people can be called to adoption now granted Personally, I think a child tends to grow best in a house that has a mother and a father, but mm-hmm. I understand that isn't 100% the case, and God is still working in that. Yep. Um, other things that instead of just waiting around trying to get married, get plugged into either children or students in order to mentor children. Mm-hmm. Um it is very helpful to have a non-mom or dad that loves God that is going to teach the same thing a mom and dad are teaching and encourage a child or a teen to grow in their faith. Mm-hmm. And instead of going like, I'm just going to wait for my Boaz or whatever crazy thing women's bible studies are teaching now i have women back me up on that one don't worry um it's offensive but to the right people uh wow to (laughs) to instead of just going and and doing that to actually get out there and and enjoy being in the ministry and doing these things just in a different context you know mentor a teen teens need that they need older adults that are still maybe kind of cool to care about them or also those old grandmas that still participate in student group. I mean, I had a, a growing up, um, I, there was the, uh, this person at our church, she, she, she was on staff. She was like 55 or something. Um, mm-hmm. Miss Connie, she was great. Drove a Mazda Miata, and this is important to the story, because I thought it was the coolest car in the world, despite the fact that I was six <laughs> one. Because we, you know, we drove Hondas our whole life, so right. it was just it's, it's a car. And in this, it, it was a Mazda. You could drive fast, and I was fourteen, and she couldn't find her keys. And so she made a joke that um, the first person to find her keys gets to take her car on a drive. And I'm like, at fourteen, I'm like. Yes, please. We'll drive around the parking lot in this cool car that I think is cool. And so we're looking all over the sanctuary. And then her and I spot her keys. (laughs) And then spot each other and made eye contact. And this 
55-year-old woman <laughs> makes a dart for her keys, and I'm like, oh, no, and I dart right after her. Yeah. <laughs> and then her and I are I'm and I'm 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 14 and I'm I'm in physical prime I'm pretty strong I'm doing sports all these yeah. things and I'm wrestling a literal 55 year old woman on the ground for her car keys <laughs> and just to this day that made such an impact because although she's kind of older you know granted now I don't even feel like that's even that old <laughs> but um it that this person could 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 create that much of an impact of an impact by being Christ-like and also being okay to wrestle me for her own car keys. Yeah. And then I drove her car at 14. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever done because I got in and thought, you're going to wreck it. And I'm like, no, no, don't have insurance. Don't have a way to justify this. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that meant a ton to, I mean, just all, all the people that have in, spent time growing Danny Burton that also we're single. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. got plenty of those. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I think mm-hmm. plugging into anyone in the church and like mm-hmm. serving and yeah, and like another thing is, and this is kind of what Matt Chandler. We were listening to mm-hmm. this thing that Matt Chandler was on before, and he was just kind of talking about like it's okay to have that desire to be married, and that's like mm-hmm. another thing is yeah. like people kind of. Yeah, like maybe over sexualize it, or like they just kind of like, oh, you just want to have sex, you know? Like, not always true. Um, What? Yeah. What? It'll happen to you one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the freaking like throwing the whatever that is. I need you to know if you say that to people at weddings, what they're thinking is, I hate you. No, that's it. That's yeah, all that's it. <laughs> Would all the single guys come and catch the garter? What gross tradition. Yeah. Is, what right? if this goes, but you got to get it with your teeth. No, perv. That's not my wife. <laughs> yeah. That's your wife. You're gross. Like, what is this? Yeah. And like. I didn't put my keys in a jar and away in. What are we doing? <laughs> that's a really gross thing. Um, But like, you know, it's, it's okay to have that desire. And I think that, um. It's kind of, it's kind of not said enough, um, and and what Matt Chandler was saying, like it's it's really, the point of not, it becomes n- not okay is mm-hmm. when you prioritize it above things that it shouldn't right. be above, and right. you know like people always like make fun of single ladies and how they're always like like you said you know just like waiting, waiting around <laughs> waiting for, for the my boas. prince yeah. prince charming to walk yeah. in and. You know, like, and it's just kind of, uh, kind of like an idol in their life, and right. same thing for guys probably too. Right. And you know, it's it's okay to have that desire, but right. m- make sure to keep an eye on it and Chill. make sure it's not, <laughs> yeah, Chill. it's not above guys where too. It should guys be. too. Yeah. Chill, man. Oh, I've met some guys. Like, I mean, I if like, you. If she's visiting the church, <laughs> do we go to a disciple group? <laughs> like, give her a minute, all right? Like, she knows. She already knows. She walks in like, oh, we got to do this again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, just, hi, how are you? My name's Daniel. Nice to meet you. If you have any mm-hmm. questions about the church, I would love to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do we get married? Like, no. No, no, no. And me and Danny, we, we're not experts on being married, obviously. No. So, I feel like there's more to that. There's better books. Do some go research. Yeah. yeah um <laughs> No. Uh, even singleness, yeah, like yeah, we're we're not experts on any of this stuff, but on you know. anything really, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah. No, um, but I think the bigger thing though is that overall, <clears throat> we have to be pursuing God first above everything else as, as our primary affection. Mm-hmm. I mean, this I actually I was thinking about this question, and I want to talk about. It. Are, are we good to? Yeah, okay, we're transitioning yeah, to, to another sure. one, yes. Well, I know you hate my transitions, so I don't want to... I, w- I was thinking I about just wrecking it and being like... Topic and now two. we're talking about... Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean, um, th- there's a lot of thoughts I've been having just about a ton of different things going on that I think we're going to get into next episode. Yeah, next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I'd been thinking about is what does it mean to be in... L- 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 
uh, or to have those affections towards God. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was kind of struggling through asking that, you know, do I love God? Um, and I, I, right. I know I do, but that's kind of the problem is I know I do is I, I, I feel that you know, the personal path I've been on, it's been academic brain study mm-hmm. teach and all those things are fine and great. Um, and still at a point I can have gone through every big book out there and still not carry an affection towards God or a a romance towards God is weird of a concept as that sounds. There has to be a thing bigger than just I've studied every jot and tittle of the Bible and can say it again. Jot and tittle. What does that mean? Every, every jot. I know. What is a tittle? It's it's another small part. Weird. All right, continue. That's, that's You're a real off the phrase. <laughs> opening up over here. No, that's fine. <laughs> Shut her down. <laughs> no, uh, I mean I can have studied. I mean I can go in. I can talk about the Greek. I can talk about the Hebrew. I can teach it. I can do all these things. And if I don't carry the affection towards God, then none of anything I've done actually matters at all. Mm-hmm. And so I I was just asking is like. What does it mean to be in l- 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 or to, to to have the affection towards God? Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think that that's that's something I've definitely struggled mm-hmm. with all my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, do I love Jesus? Do I actually love right. Jesus? And or the concept of Jesus, and and by that I mean the head knowledge. You know, do I conceptually? Right. Yeah. Love Jesus, or do I actually love Jesus? Yeah, and deciphering like mm-hmm. which one it is is tricky, and often like that's probably honestly my number one prayer is like, God mm. help me, help me love you more. And, yeah, and I think that that's dramatically improved mm-hmm. my relationship with God over right. the years because you know it's important to pray for yourself, right? Um. It, People think it's not that's egotistical. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not. You super. Need it is it. important. Yeah, you super need to pray for yourself. Um, and I think it's it's something where it's kind of hit or miss, and I go through seasons of like, you know, like you said, the head knowledge, and yeah. then seasons where I yeah. actually my affections are stirred for Jesus, right. and and I think I don't know you know, what it is behind it, to be honest. Right. Um, Well, I've tried to think of it as, all right, if Jesus is a friend, mm -hmm. um, how do I treat my friends? Poorly, but whatever. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. how do I treat them? I'm eager to spend time with them. I talk to them. I open up to them. Um, right. I mean, you know, kind of the same thing in dating that, you know, I've dated a couple of people and, and there's just something about dating that you want to spend an amount of time with them that goes against all logic whatsoever. It's like, I should go to bed. I have a fair amount of stuff to do tomorrow morning, or I will FaceTime this person till 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and just forget my job tomorrow because... You don't know why, and you don't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. But it's this craving to be in their presence, and and mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, there there are days I have that with God, and then there are days I don't. And 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 the the Christian goal is that the days I don't become smaller, and the days I do grow in 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 glory to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, but the commitment is still there, and I think it's a, that a dedication that I love God even on the days I don't. Mm-hmm. It's because I've said no, but I, I'm I'm committed to this because where else am I going to go? There isn't anything better than this. This is the greatest thing out there. There's no other place to go. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm I'm struggling through feeling it a couple days. 
and just kind of being able to feel the presence of God going through the thing that um, a Diedrich Bonhoeffer calls the dark night of the soul to to push through those days because I am dedicated to God as king over everything in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And I I think it's important to like define what love is in a sense. And yeah. Like, love is not primarily a feeling for me personally. Mm-hmm. I find that love is, you know, action. And in that, I, I have to intentionally mm-hmm. spend time with Jesus. And it's kind of like every relationship kind of starts off like that. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be intentional about hanging out with that person right. before a relationship is started. Right. Um, and and I think that that relationship takes work. Yeah. Even friendships. And and I think the best way, um, the best way that helps me is just to talk to God and mm-hmm. and pray. Yeah. Constantly, like, and I, I'm not saying I'm just praying constantly, but to but I would like throughout, to be. Yeah. <laughs> throughout the like, day, yeah. like. It is important for me to just kind of like mm-hmm. make a note to talk to God and, you know, whether it's, you know, I bring it up all the time, like dumb stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, God, that was really, that was really cool how you use that yeah. person that kind of, or, you know, the sky is really pretty today. And, yeah. And once again, it's kind of the idea behind our project, Joy365, mm-hmm. um, like kind of hashtag, we're just kind of finding joy and mm-hmm. even in things that aren't comfortable like things yeah. that are sad and yeah things that you know aren't conducive to right <laughs> just produ- productivity at work right. and like god please help me with this or yeah. it, just anything and i think that's the number one thing that has always helped me is just growing that relationship that isn't always mm-hmm. i think traditional like Setting aside time mm-hmm. to pray to God is important. Mm-hmm. Setting aside time to read the Bible is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, just filling that gap by always being aware of his presence. Yeah, this sporadic kind of divine romance of, yeah. oh, hey, God, I know that you got me flowers. Yeah. I know, I mean, because <laughs> if, if the sky is beautiful, it's, it is a, it's a dozen of, uh, roses in the sky that I wasn't expecting. It's just an opportunity to praise God and love him. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and to be honest, like I'm not always there. Yeah. And that's like only really, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not always going to happen that way. Yeah. But but it's, it's interesting though, because I mean, every married person I've talked to, they've actually said the same thing about their uh, marriage that uh, people tend to think after they get, married everything's going to be fine and it just isn't because there's another wretched sinner in the household that you've committed your life to and it's if if it weren't so beautiful it'd be the stupidest thing we do Mm -hmm. um it's (laughs) it's uh it's but in spite of that there's this commitment to each other that even i mean I got to be intentional about dating even after getting a married, dating each other, keeping that going and not just starting to slack like, all right, I got married. We're done. You're not, you're actually just beginning. Um, and to be intentional about doing those things and being intentional about giving, a a a, a, a dozen flowers or any of that. I couldn't think of, a flower, giving a flower. I was gonna say a pack of roses, and I'm like, what's the word for twelve of them? A pack. Um, a just, just a box, dozen? a twelve pack of roses. Twelve pack of roses. Twelve pack of roses. You crack crack open, off, yeah. you know, cracking off the roses with the wife. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. But being intentional about that, but understanding that every day isn't, it isn't easy, and it's a commitment mm-hmm. that drives the affection. It's not the affection that drives the commitment. And that's, I mean, and I think it's important. There are times mm-hmm. where, like, my affection is just, like, naturally stirred. Yeah. And that's good, yeah. but that's not always going to be there. No. And in any relationship, in any, mm-hmm. you know, any. 
it's it's always there's gonna be times where you are just not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some friends that I love dearly that sometimes like they, you know, will text and ask, "Hey, you want to hang out?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm not talking about you." <laughs> I'm not talking about you, Danny. Well, of course, I'm not talking about you. I know because you text back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's go through my recent texts, shall we? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I mean, like, genuinely, not not just yeah. you. This is literally just I any text any you. relationship. Oh, I am a needy girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like there's times where I'm just like, no, I. I don't feel like talking right. to me right now, even though like right. you're like a brother to me, but right. just not feeling it right now. Um, and I think that's kind of the same thing with God, although it's important to press through to, that. To press yeah. through that, yeah. yeah. Um, don't leave there. Jesus and, is my homeboy. But I mean, like, like, no, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Like, let's. But going back know. to the, I didn't even yeah. finish finish the thing oh, talking sorry. about my friends, yeah. but like. There, there's times where they need to hang out and mm-hmm. you need to hang out as well, even though you right. just don't feel like it right. and you just do it. And it's always great. Right. Like I've never had an experience. I mean, I'm sure there have been, but like where I hang out with a friend right. after just not wanting to. And by the end of the night, I'm just like, yeah, I regret doing that. I should have stayed home. Well, and I mean, if I'm trying to love others as Christ did for us, there are times that being someone's friend or even dating that you do a thing and it costs you in in a manner it's it could be it could be physical capital as in i had to be physically present or emotional mm-hmm. capital or any of that right. but if i'm giving out of the self um then sometimes that costs and i think both of us have done that at a minimum to each other of of kind of like, hey, do you want to hang out? And in actuality, I'm saying like, hey, I'm in a really crap place right now. We're not supposed to say that. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I did it this time. My bad, y'all. I'm I'm in a bad place. Please come over. I'm in a bad place. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that that's been picked up on in at least one direction. I'm pretty sure I've done it at least once or twice too. But just, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, feeling kind of alone tonight. We do want to hang out. Yeah. Um, and I know that you had stuff to do. And I was like, nah, I am in that kind of place. Yeah. And and that's part of it, though, is is if I'm to care about others in the way that Christ cares about the church, then sometimes it costs us stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because too often people start dating, they start getting into friendships, any of these things, and think it's all about me, and it, it isn't. Because if there's two people, it's about the two people coming together mm-hmm. in order to glorify God through that. Yeah. And there's always going to be friction. No matter what. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Just expect it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's important to... Two wretched to... sinners are in the same place. I think... And two images of God, and the and the battle goes on. I think that's the way to, you know, to stir your affections for Christ mm-hmm. is to just pray and mm-hmm. be intentional. Yeah. Intentionable. Be intentionable. Be intentional about you can get spending there. time. Yeah. And I say this out of... I'm talking about myself. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I will play it back for you while you play the other parts back for me. We're gonna actually listen. To I our like own to give podcast. advice for all of us. There will be <laughs> two new myself. downloads for this episode as we both listen back to it and be like, "Oh yeah, I should probably do that." <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, I mean, single. I was trying to figure out if I had any fun single stories, and I don't. I got my wedding rant out um caleb you will be fine if you do or don't get married as a Mm -hmm. younger person i'm just gonna be the only person to not pressure any of that get married or don't i'm gonna love you no matter what you should get married yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) you're getting up there old man um no just time is to act now wherever a person's at praise the lord i don't know we spent an hour saying that Basically. So if you just tuned just in at the end. Just love people, all right? If you just tuned in at the end, why did you download the episode and skip <laughs> the first part? That's weird. Uh, no, but thank you for everyone who does pay attention to our podcast and who makes it this far. We do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, for our rambling tirades into pop culture politics and everything in between. Um, we are on... Oh, gosh, we have to do this. We're on Facebook at Nobody Special Podcast. I always forget one. Right there. 
We're on Facebook and Instagram at Nobody Special Podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube at The Gospel Outpost or search Nobody Special Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to put the hashtag Christian Podcast on all of it or something. We're still not coming up, so it's all um, right. We're I'm, I'm driving to L.A. Our like, YouTube is hey YouTube not doing great. <laughs> That's doing fine. Yeah, it's, it's doing all right. It's all right. Uh, but it could always be doing better. So hit that subscribe <laughs> button and the bell and the other notification and hit the other thing and get the emails. YouTube is weird. And go to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special if you want to ask us any questions mm-hmm. or say hello. We just love you guys interacting, um, and we appreciate it anytime you do. Yeah. And also Project Joy three sixty five. Use that hashtag on. Instagram, you know, the purpose, I kind of touched on it, but it's just to find an area that God has brought you joy um, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, post that on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it'll pop up. We have a page on the gospel post that it'll pop up on if you want to be featured there. Um, But yeah, so ask us questions. You can DM us. um, Just anything, you know, we... We'll even. talk about anything, even if we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. so. No, but yeah, I think that is going to do it for us today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Mm-hmm. I'm Danny. And I'm Caleb. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. Special.